It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the show. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard. I'm your host from Las Vegas, Nevada. Your other host out in Boston is Josh Applebaum. Happy Monday, Josh. How are you? Happy Monday, Pritch. Happy New Year. I haven't seen you since uh, we flipped the page to 2022. <laughs> so uh, happy New Year, my man. Excited to break down a lot of interesting line moves. We got a recap yesterday. We have a really interesting split here with the Georgia-Alabama National Championship, Pritch, an early move that was really, really surprising to me. So excited to kind of break that down. We got a big Monday night football match. Maybe we'll get to some NBA and college basketball. Uh, but Pritch, I'm feeling good. We got a lot to unpack here in NFL season. Coming on down to the stretch run here, I also have some tips on week 18, kind of how to approach it in terms of Twitter-based information plays and really really leaning on favorites, which is something different for me as a dog better. But, uh, Pritch, how you feeling? 2022, let's have a big year this year. Yes, sir. I'm feeling great, uh, ready to get after it, Josh. Uh, certainly got a big show. Uh, I'll give you my comments and everybody else my comments about Antonio Brown, that situation. He's a former wide receiver in the National Football League. I'll give you some great insight on what went down there. Um, but we do need to go over what happened, though, because I think we can learn from it. Uh, certainly I do. I've learned all year long from uh, as, as we recap games uh, that we watched and, and that we bet on. And so uh, looking at the Bengals and the Chiefs, you know, it was a week ago today we were talking about this game and this team, uh, and I was mentioning Zach Taylor and the job that he's done. Uh, we'll get to him and Coach of the Year situations too, but Joe Burrow is on a run. It's incredible what this quarterback has done, young player, but this young nucleus of this football team with the Bengals uh, taking on that challenge of the Chiefs. That was something that they embraced, Josh, uh, and that spoke volumes to me that that young team wanted to meet this challenge uh, against the Chiefs, and, and they defeated the Chiefs 34-31 in that matchup. I'm right there with you, Pritch. And if you didn't, if you weren't a believer in the Bengals prior to yesterday, I think we're, we're a lot of us are believers now. Obviously, you've taken down uh, you know a defending champ like this, like the like the Chiefs. But really, Pritch, to me, from a betting perspective, it was all about that late movement. And I think again, you know, going through uh, COVID and different situations and the way a line can kind of really move throughout a week, you know, you don't want to lock yourself in too early to a play. So, for example, the Chiefs actually opened that game laying four points. When it got to like Wednesday, Thursday, mm-hmm. they got all the way up to minus five. Even I saw one shot maybe hinted at a five and a half but really since that time all the late movement if you look to really saturday and going into sunday ton of late money hit the hit the Bengals there plus four and a half plus four and end up closing at three and a half so to me looking at that late movement it was kind of telling you and again this was a teaser play when they're at four and a half mm-hmm. i think we talked on the show maybe you take them up to ten and a half but i would really put a lot 
uh, of emphasis on these late moves because the fact that the Chiefs were kind of in that public spot, yet all the late buyback was going to the Bengals there. You tip your cap. This is a team that you really got to, uh, you know, look out for uh, in the playoffs, maybe an upset opportunity type situation. Also, Pritch, uh, but, you know, close to your own heart, wide receiver Jamar Chase. He's now a minus 200 favorite at some shops to an offensive rookie of the year. Remember, you were getting in plus money going into yesterday where Mac Jones was really an odds-on favorite. Chase really becoming uh, kind of a fait accompli to get that rookie of the year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's an incredible player. They have a lot of incredible players on that offense, Josh Applebaum. And let's get to how hot Joe Burrow is right now. He's the first quarterback ever uh, with 400 passing yards, 400-plus passing yards, uh, four-plus passing touchdowns, and zero interceptions uh, in back-to-back games. And that's with the Chiefs on the schedule. Uh, And so, I mean, that's impactful to me because everybody is looking at the Chiefs and everybody wants to give the Chiefs their best shot. Uh, You know, it's no different than Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills defeating the Chiefs in Arrowhead. Or or last year, you know, the Raiders beating the Chiefs out there in Arrowhead as well. But I think when you play a team like the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and you're Joe Burrow and you're that confident and you put together consistent performances like that, I think you need to make a note of that and certainly be aware of that as well because we're looking at AFC Championship Futures right now. Uh, you got the Chiefs uh, at plus 190. You got the Bills at plus 340. The Titans plus 500. Patriots plus 800. And then the Bengals right there at plus 900, Josh Applebaum. The Colts, uh, a lot of things going on with the Colts right now, plus 900. You look at the Bengals at plus 900 here. I mean, are you tempted with uh, these AFC Championship Futures odds right here? So I am kind of tempted, Pritch. You know, obviously you could have gotten a better number much earlier in the year, but at that point we didn't expect the Bengals to be this good. So nine to one, I still think there could be a little bit of value. Again, when you're looking at these futures plays, you're also thinking in the back of your head, okay, I wish I can just cash this, but can you create a hedging opportunity? Do the Bengals make, you know, the AFC Championship game, and you you can kind of hedge yourself and guarantee a profit. I think that could be worth a look, uh, Pritch. I think you know with the Chiefs, and we'll get to our takeaways from this past weekend in a bit here. Mm-hmm. But I actually think it's a good time to buy low on the Chiefs right now. Anytime you're off a loss. Uh, you're going to get a little bit of a better number. I think the thought process is, is like, hey, hammer these teams that keep winning. But if you're a good team that you have a good, you know, long-term projection on coming off a loss, you're getting your best uh, number right now in Kansas City. And also, Pritch, throw this at you. Uh, the Titans, they could be getting Derrick Henry back. It sounds like he might be returning to practice. Mm-hmm. You know, will he be able to play? How effective will he be? We don't know. But the Titans are just kind of a criminally underrated team that no one really gets behind. They're not as flashy, but they play good defense. They're very well coached. Uh, and Vrabel's got this team going in the right direction. So at plus 500, I think the Titans could be another team that we're overlooking. Well, maybe overlooking, but rightly so. Maybe, Josh, because the Titans in eight games this year, they were on the dock. Now, they went 6-2 and two in those games, but think about that for a minute. In eight games this year, the number one seed, the current number one seed, the Titans were an underdog. I mean, is that <laughs> is that a team that you can buy here? I mean, they're plus 500. I get it. I know there's some love here for, for Vrabel and, and the Titans and what they've done without Henry. Henry's still going to have to get in game shape, and he's going to have to uh, get back involved with the game plan at game speed, at playoff speed, which is completely different than regular season. Yeah, that's a great point, Pritch. And again, you know, the train's moving 100 miles an hour. You've been, you know, at the station here for months. It's kind of hard to jump back on it this time of year. So, uh, again, I would take, you know, 70% of Derrick Henry over over 0% or over a regular player. Um, Again, I think that's an important point. But to your point of being favored and being a dog, 
I like this angle that Vrabel can play in the playoffs as a dog because he's been playing it all year. We talk about certain coaches as a dog, you know, whether it's Mike Tomlin, whether it's, you know, Teddy Two Gloves here as a quarterback, right. but Vrabel's another uh, coach who's done very well as a dog, and he can play that dog angle where, uh, let's say, you know, they're a top seed, they're playing a seed lower than them, and maybe they're, you know, a three-point dog, or they go to Kansas City, and they're, you know, a six-point dog. Those are the angles to me where you get worried, can they win the game? I don't know, but getting points in the playoffs with the Titans, to me, a team that plays good defense, you know, it's really playing to their style these lower scoring games could be a team to look out for here as we get into the playoffs okay let's get to the nfc because the buccaneers uh, erased a 14 point deficit to the jets uh they win the game 28 to 24 do not cover that large spread right there uh antonio brown their wide receiver for the tampa bay buccaneers quits on his team too uh but the nfc championship odds i mean you got the packers plus 175 uh the buccaneers plus 320 the rams up plus uh 450 as well now uh, i mean these nfc championship odds the, the packers are in the driving seat right the driver's seat here they got home field advantage they're going to get extra rest now because they have the number one seed for aaron Rodgers. the guy in that pinky toe is going to get that extra rest and also josh the chances of them getting premium players back healthy uh, right in time for the playoffs as well. Yeah, really important. If they can get like Jair Alexander back or mm-hmm. Smith, you know, Zedaria Smith, the linebacker. Bakhtiar, yeah, great offensive lineman there, Pitch. That could really give them a bit of a boost. And really kind of, you know, the Caesar parting here for the Packers, getting the one seed, having to go to Lambeau now. Uh, everything's kind of lining up in their direction. My my concern is just that you're getting the lowest payout here. You're kind of late to the party if you're targeting the Packers at this point. I would look to maybe some of these teams down the stretch a little bit or down the, the standings here, the odds. You know, looking at the Buccaneers, plus 320. This is probably the best number you're going to get on the Bucks right okay. now. Uh, obviously, they're going to be, you know, a favorite going into week 18. We got to see whether or not, you know, these teams who have wrapped it up and have nothing to play for, are they going to play their starters? That's kind of another playbook for mm-hmm. week 18, but plus 320 Rams plus 450. I just think in this spot, you know, we've seen this before with Rodgers. He does have his one Super Bowl, but Brady going into a different opposing stadium. We saw do him, uh, saw him do it last year. I still think in terms of value, the plus 320, I'd rather be ca- carrying that ticket on the Bucks kind of buying low at this point. And uh, if you missed it earlier today, Pritch, if you want to have some fun, go rewind the Lombardi line and watch Michael's take on the Jets, not kicking the field goal there late uh, and given and just giving the game to, to Brady on sure. a silver platter. That, that was uh, the highlight of my day so far. Hey, business decision, Josh Applebaum. They got a draft choice to look out for, <laughs> right? I mean, I'm telling you, the business decision of college, uh, of National Football League is very, very interesting right there. But uh, I think you're right. Uh, the Buccaneers plus 320, uh, a two-team race in the NFC because I don't see the Rams being threatening. Uh, Stafford issues. Uh, the Cowboys inconsistent, even though they have all that talent. Gallup going down is, is a big hit. And the Cardinals, uh, I'm not buying them yet either at plus 900. Could be a buy-low spot, though. But the Buccaneers at plus 320 after dropping the dead weight of Antonio Brown. I mean, the thoughts of that. I mean, they, they had to come back after the fiasco on the sideline from Antonio Brown. Now, look, as a player, Josh, uh, I've seen players explode. I've seen players lose their composure, and I've seen players try to overturn a bench on the sideline. Uh, I was that player. I tried to overturn the bench because I was so frustrated at one time. Um, but, you know, as players, we lose it from time to time. We see fights between players on sideline. We see coaches getting in uh, physical altercations on the sideline, too. But at, at no time have I ever seen a guy uh, just lose it to that degree like Antonio Brown. So... I think what's best for the Buccaneers is certainly to cut him. I think they're going to release him today uh, and go on about their business. I mean, the Buccaneers, Tom Brady, he's created that culture uh, in which I think the Buccaneers can survive Antonio Brown and that fiasco right there. But, uh, you know, it's too bad that this guy could not understand how to be a professional. 
Uh, I mean, it's a controlled chaos. We think about uh, controlled rage, too, at times, Josh, but we cannot lose our composure like that in the middle of a football game. I'm right with you, Pritch. And again, I think for the Bucks, this is probably addition by subtraction, getting rid, rid of a headache here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, we I think with Antonio Brown, we, we beat him up. And uh, this guy has a larger issue here. I think with Brady in his press conference, he kind of said, hey, we're kind of worried about his, you know, his, his mental health here. So uh, I hope he's okay and everything. But I just think, you know, one silver lining with that game, coming back and winning it with Brady, mm-hmm. is that you got some of these young receivers, some more playing time, Pritch. Like, had I, you ever heard of Surreal Grayson before yesterday? <laughs> I hadn't. Uh, these guys now got some reps going into the playoffs and if you got a healthy Gronk Evans and Brady right. I think that could be enough maybe Fournette comes back I just think right now we're kind of sleeping on uh, on the Bucks after they don't cover that number yeah one thing Tom Brady has proven in his entire career is that he doesn't need a star receiver to win a Super Bowl championship uh, he's got other stars like you mentioned uh, Vston has a great offer right now uh, to make this your best betting year ever our all new big game big dance special provides all access to everything we do from now through April 5th for only $69 uh, get to vcin.com slash big deal to sign up today. Uh, come up on the program. More betting across America continues. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSEN, the sports betting network. Hey everybody, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID, open an account, start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love the technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. 
Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel that you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you today. And Josh, I mentioned it earlier in the show. I mentioned it again a week ago. Uh, we were highlighting, I was highlighting too, in, in terms of coach of the year situations because this Bengals football team, you and I have been talking about this for weeks now, the chance that the Bengals could win their division. They were plus 350 at some point, uh, by low spot, right, as the Ravens were, were falling apart uh, by the seams everywhere, really. Uh, but the coach of the year odds had shifted. Last week we talked about Zach Taylor. He was plus 750. He is now plus 160 uh, to win coach of the year. And that was prior to this game against Kansas City, the buildup against Kansas City. If the, he was going to complete that job, a little shaky at times too, but he got the job done, uh, his odds were going to shift. So uh, it might be too late in terms of that situation for Coach of the Year. What do you think? Yeah, so obviously, Pritch, uh, number one, we got to give you props. This is two years in a row. You turned everybody on uh, to Rodgers last year, MVP, when he was at a good number. You did it again this year with Zach Taylor. And I think, really, Zach Taylor's in a great position. I think I forgot the guest that we had on the show recently, but they kind of said this award was all about taking a bad team and making them a good team. Mm -hmm. That's really where, if you look at uh, recently the last 10 years or so, the, the player or the coach who wins Coach of the Year just had a huge turnaround. So let's look at last year, the Bengals 4-11-1. Now they're 10-6. and six. You've also way out performed your expectations the Bengals win total was six and a half this year Pritch they're 10 and six uh, so again to me with Zach Taylor again you're not getting the best of the number but there could be a little value plus 160 I'm looking at BetMGM mm -hmm. and Taylor and LaFleur are co-favorites both plus 160 and I think with the Packers you already had a good team and LaFleur you know yeah he's done a great job here but uh, again if you have Aaron Rodgers I think you're going to do pretty good no matter who you are I think the voters probably hold that against him a little bit again just turning a bad team into a good team I think Zach Taylor is the play here Pritch and even though you're missing a lot of value plus 160 you're still getting plus money I think this thing becomes a minus number pretty soon I always like to provide secret sauce too meaning what the league <laughs> is talking about and I do that on, on from time to time on VSIN uh, depending on the show too so here's the secret sauce about Zach Taylor he's that Kyle Shanahan Mike Shanahan kind of guy he's that Sean McVay boy wonder guy and the league loves these guys it's LaFleur who is a co-favorite Zach Taylor's from the same tree uh, and so the narrative is already there for him. That secret sauce about Zach Taylor within the league is already there and now exceeding expectations, far exceeding uh, expectations. Josh, he was on the hot seat to begin the year. Yeah, he really was. And again, a coach who was kind of a, you know, a lot of criticism, jokes made about how terrible <laughs> of a coach he is. But it goes to show you, you draft well, you hit on your star right. quarterback. Uh, again, they got a lot of flack at the draft, not taking Penny Sewell and protecting Burrow after an injury. But they knew that chase connection with Burrow uh, was really something that you could really build your team around moving forward. Now, Pritch, one thing before we get into all the games for this upcoming week, mm -hmm. keep an eye on who will play, who won't play, guys sitting out, games it doesn't mean anything to. What's notable to me is Cincinnati's going to Cleveland next week. And the line actually moved to Cleveland. Okay. Uh, Cleveland Browns opened like minus two. I'm seeing them up or like minus one and a half. Some books are up to two, two and a half. So maybe that means the Bengals rest their guys, especially the fact that Burrow left that game right. at the very end, Pritch, with an injury. Uh, maybe you want to be uh, safer instead of sorry, and maybe you rest some guys coming into next week. Yeah, it's an incredible job he's doing right now. Talking about Zach Taylor. Burrow's 51 sacks on the year, Josh. He's over 4,600 <laughs> passing yards, completing 70% of his passes, too. Uh, other observations, uh, because the NFC West is up for grabs too. Uh, we got a surging Kyler Murray because of the rebound game he had against the Cowboys and a slumping Matthew Stafford 
six interceptions in the last three games. Inexcusable, too, uh, with the weapons that he has out there, Josh. So uh, who wins the NFC West here? Yeah, good question, Pritch. I think this definitely depends on, uh, you know, do they rest anyone? Do they play anyone? Obviously, you think you're going to go for it here. Everyone's going to play. I'm looking at the lines for this upcoming week, though. Uh, you look at the Rams. They're at home against the San Francisco 49ers. That's going to be a tough game. You already had an early line move to San Francisco there. That would match a, kind of a divisional dog type angle. The Rams actually open laying six. They're down to, I'm seeing five and a half. I see a five out there. Mm -hmm. So again, you know, kind of mapping this thing out. I want to give Arizona credit, though, and I want to give our buddy Femi Abebefe a lot of yes. credit because Femi went out on a ledge yesterday and he was all in on the Cardinals and I'm like I love you Femi they're a dog I'm a dog better by nature but I didn't see that coming that was a tease play for me uh obviously down with yep. the Cowboys you know six down to pick them and I'm feeling good about that favorites do well late, late in the year but Femi Femi nailed that play so I know he's feeling pretty good today great call Femi on the cards Femi is a Cowboys fan too and he nailed that one <laughs> so coach, I mean <laughs> think about that for a minute uh Femi's been nailing a lot of picks by the way I do a show with him points for Sunday uh that uh, he does a great job an awesome job on highlighting some plays that he has uh, each and every week. Uh, and now the current number one seed. I talked about this. We talked about this already, too. Uh, the Titans, Vrabel's getting the coach of the year uh, odds uh, or, or love, uh, I should say. Uh, but yet they've been an underdog in a lot of their games, majority, almost majority of their games, eight of, eight of them so far this year, Josh. And are you buying the Titans? I, I mean, I don't know if Vrabel has exceeded expectations I mean, I think everybody thought the Titans were going to be a playoff team. Now, it didn't look good at, at the middle of the year because of all the injuries, uh, but yet this was still a, a playoff caliber roster. Now, coach of the year situation for him, I, I don't know if he can win it if you lose to the Texans. I don't know if you feel me on that one. <laughs> oh, I feel you, Pritch. Yeah, right now he's plus 350, so he does have the third best odds here, and you got to give him credit, too. I don't know if he has enough here to overcome, you know, LaFleur and Zach Taylor. They're kind mm -hmm. of the bigger turnaround, whereas Rabel kind of has this team winning, you know, 9, 10 games pretty much every year. But I would say that that next number, Pritch, you know, going from minus 10 up to 10 and a half, early move here with Tennessee uh, on the road going to play Houston. Uh, and the other thing, you know, looking at Tennessee, I think the fact that, you know, Brady won that game with a lot of backups the other day, similar is going to benefit the Bucks as the way uh, kind of Tennessee kept things together with, you know, Band-Aids and, you know, bubblegum here when you had all these guys out and you got a lot of younger guys, a lot of playing time. And now if you can get, again, Henry back, how right. good will he be? We don't know. But A.J. Brown came back. You know, Julio, you always worry about him with another aggravation with a hamstring. Mm -hmm. But I just think the fact that they got through the year uh, again, just, you know, getting by with replacement players. Now you're getting some, in some injured guys back that bodes well for Tennessee. They can really lean on these guys who got some experience. So Pritch, I don't know. Are they the Tampa Bay Rays, a team that wins hundred games, but doesn't get it done when it matters there in the playoffs, who knows? But I just think Vrabel again, not a guy I want to uh, bet against in the playoffs uh, who I think, you know, learned a lot from, uh, from learning under Belichick. Sure. He did. Sure. He did. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I'll give him credit for that. Uh, look, I mean, that was not an easy uh, proposition to, to uh, take on when you lose Henry, Julio Jones and AJ Brown during the years. So keeping it together uh, was the name of the game for Vrabel. He was able to do that. Your week 17 observations, Josh, what'd you notice? Yeah, so a couple observations for you, Pritch. Number one, lean on favorites at the end of the year. This is really foreign to me. I'm a dog better. You know that, Pritch. I don't like being on the chalky public side. But you saw a little bit of it last week, and I think this week it really maybe takes off a bit. If you look at weeks one through 16, uh, the last decade, favorites are about 48.7%. Uh, week 17, the last decade, they jump up to around 52%. So the fact that week 17 yesterday or tonight's game two, you know, it's not your exactly the same because we now have an extra week here, but with a lot of chalk with, um, you know, kind of knowing who's good and who's bad and who's mm -hmm. quasi tanking and who it means more to uh, pay attention to these moves and just know that, Hey, 
chalky favorites tend to do well late in the year. Um, the other takeaway for me, Pritch, you know, I think everyone is going to jump on the Packers right now. They just became uh, the favorite to win the Super Bowl plus 400. They went into the year. Uh, they went into yesterday at plus 450. I'm looking at buying low on the Chiefs right now. I always like it when if you have a, a good take on a team or, or you think they have what it takes to, to go all the way, you actually want to bet on them in a future after they lose a game because you're going to get a better number. So, for example, the Chiefs went into that Bengals game favorite to win the Super Bowl, plus 400. They lose that game, now they're plus 500. So you're getting a better payout here. Uh, again, if you're still bullish on the Chiefs, regardless, this could be the time to bet them. Same thing with Tampa Bay, plus 600, uh, up to plus 700. And then lastly, Pritch, I think week 18, and you and I, uh, we got to be laser focused on Twitter this week yes. because we, I think bettors can win information-based bets in week 18 kind of like we did in the preseason. Remember the preseason when the coaches would tell you, hey, I'm not going to play anybody, or I'm going to play my guys in the first quarter. You get this at late in the year where, like a team, it doesn't mean anything to versus a team that does. For example, uh, the Packers, they got nothing to play for. The look-ahead line was that game against Detroit laying 11. I'm seeing some shops this may be a pick them if they rest all their guys. So stay glued to Twitter. If you can get a coach to tell you what they're going to do, and you can jump on that before the odds makers shift the number, I think that's another way to attack uh, the last week of the year. Again, information-based bets based on who's playing and who is. That'll be our job this week uh, to decipher coach speak, uh, player speak too, Josh. We'll <laughs> do that on this on this program for sure. I'll, I'll give you uh, what they mean and what they're indicating uh, just based on what they're saying at the podium. Uh, we'll look forward to that this week too. Quick, quick question I have for you. Uh, the whole buy low, sell high spot. I mean, when you think about buying low, is that from a, a look ahead line or could you do that from an opening spread as well? Yeah, so you can definitely go based on the numbers or you can look at public perception. To okay. me, you know, Pritch, we walk into a bar, what was everyone saying? Cowboys right. are great, hmm. Cardinals are terrible. Sure. So there's kind of an easier way to do that, more anecdotal uh, type evidence. Uh, but again, what are what are the big media companies telling you? If you're turning on, you know, ESPN all day and they're saying Cowboys are great and Arizona's bad, mm -hmm. that's a buy low, sell high spot. Easy way to identify. I've heard so many experts talk about, betting experts talk about uh, investing in time on those look ahead lines. They're so valuable to you. Uh, to identify some spots uh, that might be skewed in the market. Come up next, we're going to go over playoff scenarios to help you with your bets. That's coming up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This segment of Betting Across America is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Winter Green, Citrus, and many more. Each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find a satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, which is America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head over to zen.com find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine, Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. So, Josh, let's go over some AFC scenarios, when to clinch scenarios. I love these. Uh, producer Ben Wilson did a great job on this because uh, this is going to speak to uh, the motivation factor. Uh, you know, are teams going to sit players or, you know, things that you have to actually figure out here uh, before making a bet. So let's start with uh, the Raiders and the Chargers 
you win in your end scenario right here between these two teams. Opening line, the Chargers uh, minus two and a half. Uh, current line still the Chargers minus two and a half. You got the Colts. Uh, they can clinch a, a AFC wild card as well if they win. The Bills, uh, they clinch their division, AFC East. Uh, and then you got the Titans uh, and the Texans, the AFC number one seed right there uh, for, the, for the Titans. Uh, but the Chargers and the Raiders is intriguing. That's going to be in our backyard out here in Vegas, Josh. They met earlier this year. The Chargers jumped out early. The Raiders made a comeback. And uh, I'm anticipating one of their best players making a comeback in this game as well. That's Darren Waller uh, coming back for this Week 18 matchup. Sunday night football. The game was flexed uh, because of the gravity uh, of the situation. Yeah, so I think good job by the NFL flexing this game. This is a really important game. Big implications here. And, Pritch, you said two words. Very important. Darren Waller. This team, when he's on the field, uh, you know, just an unbelievable threat. Like a, like a young Gronk here, you know, very mm -hmm. tough to cover. Uh, and if he can come back, that's a huge boost to the Raiders. Now, I think, to me, this is a spot to grab the points of the Raiders. Can they win the game? Sure. They've actually, you know, really surprised you here recently, Pritch. A team that, you know, has gone through a ton of off-field stuff. And, you know, when, when you count them out, they seem to kind of show you that they still are, uh, you know, a competitive team. They've one three straight it really showed me something uh, against the Indianapolis Colts yesterday Pritch because remember that was an early like Colts seven and a half down to two then Wentz can play it got back up to seven and a half eight didn't matter you know the Raiders get that thing done with a late field goal here so to me I see value on the points there with Vegas you did see an early move toward the Chargers they open you know laying two somewhere around there they're now on the key number of three at quite a few shops you may see a two and a half juiced up to the Chargers. So in that case, uh, again, waited out. The three will probably pop up if you're if you're at a, a slow moving book here. But Pritch, you're a primetime dog. Primetime dogs, again, they've cooled off a little bit, but they're still around 56% ATS on the year. Classic divisional angle here. And this kind of reminds me to the over Pritch, mm -hmm. maybe a little bit like that Bengals game where uh, it was a public over, but also kind of a sharp over. It sailed way over. This thing opened 47 and a half, immediately got up to 48 and a half. If Waller can play and the Chargers got all their COVID guys back, Maybe a higher scoring game here, but I like the plus three if you can find the key number there, especially with Waller hopefully coming back if you're a Raiders ticket holder. Yeah, if I'm a better, I'm anticipating Waller coming back. I mean, like, like I mean, you should give it a go at least, right? I mean, be, be <laughs> in your uniform. Uh, do not uh, make it to where you're out prior to this game for sure. And I think that goes for everybody. Uh, both of these teams probably going to bubble up, uh, avoid the COVID situations. You have an avenue out uh, if you do test positive to COVID early. Uh, but make sure that you bubble up and do not subject yourself to that. Uh, and then also the home field advantage, if there is one. I don't think there is one in this matchup either. Uh, Raiders fans, Raider Nation, they've been employing everybody to not sell their tickets to Chargers fans. Uh, that's been happening all year long, Josh. And so it's going to be interesting uh, to see how that plays out during the week. Yeah, I'm with you, Pritch. And by the way, my fiance's family's from San Diego. Anytime we get out to Vegas, they'll drive down to Vegas. So I know for a fact a lot of San Diego or you know old Charger fans yeah. uh, there will, will maybe uh, take over the stadium. But let's let's keep it black, black hole, Pritch. Let's get. <laughs> I only want Raiders colors there if you're going to be on the plus three with me in that one. Yeah, and then the Colts. So their situation opening line uh, minus eight and a half. Now it's up to minus fifteen and a half here. Uh, it's it's the Jaguars. Uh, now, the Colts are not going to stumble. I can't imagine that happening. But from a spread standpoint, uh, Josh, even with the motivation uh, for a wild card situation, do you lay the 15 and a half? What do you think? 
Oh, man, I'd either lay it or not play a Pritch. Yeah. I just think with Jacksonville, you know, a lot of times betters, you know, kind of talk themselves into, and I saw it yesterday with the Patriots game, like it's just a huge number. Jacksonville's terrible, but it's a big number. They got to cover. But this was an immediate adjustment, a massive adjustment. And I just think, you know, based on the way this team is playing and, and again, trying to get another high pick and also uh, all these guys on the COVID list, you know, again, this is a team that is in complete disarray. You're not getting anything offensively from them. And I think you're going to get a good effort out of the Colts because I think they're pretty salty after losing that game there uh, against the Raiders yesterday so do I want to play do I want to lay you know 15 and a half 16 points in a divisional game on a road team mm -hmm. absolutely not but if I'm going to do a Pritch I'm like the Dos Equis guy I'll only do it against uh, the Jags here. okay big numbers to the Titans and the Texans I mentioned earlier the Texans defeated the Titans we know about that uh the number one seed in the AFC on the line here the Titans minus 10 and a half Josh I mean uh, I don't want to lay it uh but yet uh, some people might be compelled to do that uh, what do you think about the Titans matchup uh, this time around? So definitely a meaningful game, Pritch. And again, the fact that you're waiting on Henry to come back and you really want to get that one seed so you can get extra time for these guys to uh, you know, rest, rehab, and get ready for a playoff run here. The immediate move was toward uh, the Titans here. So mm -hmm. again, we talk about early line movement all the time. I think in the era of COVID, you got to be careful here. Uh, but wise guys, they're playing numbers. They cover up the names of the teams. They bet They bet based on uh, basically finding value or an edge, which would be an advantage over the sports books. So their number probably was a little bit higher to start because once this line dropped you know, late last night, minus 10 immediately got up to 10 and a half. I see a couple shops even going to 11. I think also the motivational factor is again, you want to win this game. This isn't a game where Vrabel's going to rest his guys and not take it seriously. This is important against a Houston team that uh, Pritch, can you believe uh, anyone who was with the points yesterday? Mm. I teased them up. So it didn't matter, mm -hmm. but uh, kicking that field goal late with the 49ers. Like, <laughs> did you really need that extra three points there late? Uh, I think if you're a Texans backer, you're mad at Shanahan yesterday. Well, I think if Kyle was paying attention to the spread, you wanted it. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, <true>. Right. She <laughs> want to make sure you leave no doubt out there. Uh, speaking about the Titans right there. I mean, the line open, at minus 10 is now just 10 and a half there significant movement if you look at the Colts up uh, to minus 15 and a half from the opening number of minus eight and a half and then the Bills they opened up at minus 17 now that line is minus 16 and a half uh, their clinch scenario as they take on the Jets yeah, that's a big number. And I think the distinction here is this is a divisional game. So mm -hmm. obviously this is a motivational thing. You know, Pats and the Bills, can they can finish with the same record, but Bills would have the tiebreaker. So there is really good motivation for the Bills to play well. Uh, but I think 17 points in the division, Pritch, it's kind of a tough spot. Some yeah. books did fall 17 down to 16 half. This wasn't an immediate, like, you know, hammer the Bills 17 and they're up to 18 here. So uh, again, I think in this classic, you know, divisional dog, big dog, you're also kind of correlative betting. You're getting 17 in a game with a total of 44 and a half. That's kind of a good opportunity there if you like the Jets. Let's see how this thing goes. But if you do look at uh, big double-digit dogs here, Pritch, when you get to December late in the year, they cover, uh, if you're thinking of getting 12 or more, they're on 56% ATS. So uh, maybe it's one of those games where you win but don't cover. I'd lean Jets there. But, again, we got to see, make sure COVID, you know, who's resting, mm -hmm. who isn't. Let's make sure we know that going into that. I would game. imagine these teams bubble up, uh, Josh. I mean, I wouldn't go anywhere uh, if it was a clinch scenario uh, for the playoffs. Let's get to the NFC, the Rams versus the 49ers. Uh, the Rams to clinch the NFC West. Uh, the Rams opening line minus six, uh, current line minus five and a half. And then certainly the 49ers uh, to clinch a wild card if they get the win over the Rams. Josh, your thoughts? Yeah, so uh, I think, and by the way, Shanahan kicking that field goal, I think he knows he's only like 40% ATS as a favorite, so he's trying to bump <laughs> up his, his favorite numbers there a little bit. Uh, but this is the spot I actually like Shanahan in, and will you get Jimmy G back, you know, or will it be Trey Lance? we we'll have to wait on that. Uh, but if you look at Shanahan as a dog, 
He's around 60% ATS. He's not good as a favorite, but he's good as a dog. And the early early immediate move pitch was toward the 49ers here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at uh, the Rams opening uh, laying six. They're down to five and a half. I see a couple of shops that I see at one at least at five. So maybe this thing falls even a little bit further. Maybe it's a teaser play if you want to give yourself more padding with the 49ers. But that would be a road division dog, dog with a line move in its favor. Some things to like about the 49ers here. And also, Pritch, what is up with Stafford? Oh. I mean, all these interceptions, they came back and win that game they cover the teaser down to minus a half point but uh man Stafford is not a QB that you have a lot of faith in right now bad interceptions too Josh I mean uh if anything I'd point to the fact that the expectations might be greater than what Stafford is used to uh out there in Detroit they didn't have any expectations right I mean the Rams are all in and we saw that they indicated that all year long and now the pressure is mounting uh, you know, uh, take care of business, which they did. They got the victory, right? But, I mean, this is a scenario right now where uh, a lot of pressure is on the shoulders or is certainly on the shoulders of, of Stafford. He's got to pick up and step up with his game and, and help out that football team. You're totally right, Pritch. And, again, in a situation that he's not used to. In Detroit, mm-hmm. you win, that's great. You lose, you know, again, uh, not a huge deal sure. either way, uh, although I think a lot of Lions fans w- would disagree. But, Pritch, there's one throw in particular. He bombs it, you know, down the field into triple coverage. Mm-hmm. Like, just from a numbers perspective, and maybe he was thinking, hey, it's a punt if they pick it off. But uh, Stafford, to me, you're really thinking big upgrade on Goff, and he is. But these turnover numbers got to get down, especially if you want to look at them, you know, with a future to win the NFC or the Super Bowl. Yeah, absolutely. And the 49ers, again, highly creative with the running game, a physical element, too. And there's something uh, that the Rams uh, sometimes have trouble with, uh, certainly right there. But the Rams uh, and that offense, pretty potent. It all falls on the shoulders again uh, of Matthew Stafford. Uh, let's pre- Preview Monday Night Football, shall we? A big game for Big Ben and Tomlin. That's coming up next. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast 
on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM welcomes you with the lock of the year. Just place a $10 money line wager on either Cleveland or Pittsburgh. If either team scores a touchdown, you'll win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VSIN200. Once again, it's bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets if either the Browns or the Steelers score a touchdown visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions must be at least 21 years old it's a new customer offer all promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit free bets expire seven days from issuance please gamble responsibly if you feel that you have a gambling problem please call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in mississippi or nevada Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. And so Josh, BetMGM provided us insights into Monday Night Football. A lot of noise surrounding this game. Big time. We'll get to all that. But these insights are intriguing to me. The ticket percentage, uh, Steelers 60% when it comes to the spread ticket percentage. A handle 68% uh, on the Steelers to very, very public team, I would imagine. Uh, Does this surprise you with these percentages here? So what really surprised me, Pritch, is the late money to the Steelers. That really, like, huge steam has come in over the last 24 hours. You kind of look at just the board we're showing now. It seems pretty obvious. You know, Steelers are taking in the sharp money. 60% of bets, slightly public here, but 68% of dollars in a big line move in their favor, plus three to minus two. But I don't know if that tells the entire story. The way I was viewing this, Pritch, you know, early on, you had a lot of movement toward Cleveland. I know the look-ahead numbers here, you know, were around Steelers only laying about one and a half. But there was a point pretty much all throughout last week where Cleveland was minus three, minus three and a half. Mm -hmm. I jumped on the Steelers at plus three and a half. I think it was maybe Thursday. It just was, to me, an opportunity where, hey, I'm getting the hook. I think it may get back down to three and I'm not really betting this game and I'm not betting on the Steelers just because it's Big Ben's last game I think the public narrative is hey his last game at Heinz Field he's going to play great his teammates are going to get up for him maybe that's the case but to me I think if you're going to bet the Steelers now it's because you've seen drastic line movement in their favor over the last 24 hours kind of like what the Bengals got yesterday Pritch when they fell you know plus five all the way down to three and a half on game day so when this line I think it was three and a half down to three last night at like seven o'clock at night at midnight last night, it got down to like a pick em, And then you wake up this morning, it's flipped all the way here uh, to uh, to Steelers laying three or two and a half at some shops. So to me, Pritch, I'm holding that plus three and a half. I know you can maybe try to middle it. I'm not going to mess around with that. But if you're playing at this point, I think your options would be maybe you want to tease up the, uh, the Browns here, two and a half up to eight and a half in the division, getting points, uh, obviously going through key numbers. The other play would be, would you look at the Steelers on a money line? They're only laying around like minus 130 on the money line. And we do have uh, Monday Night Football home favorites seven and two straight up on the year. Mm-hmm. So I think another big thing, Pritch, and I'll ask you this. Uh, what's it like when you get eliminated from playoff contention? Because I was looking at that line move to the Steelers and I'm like, okay, big COVID outbreak on the Browns, but it wasn't COVID. Maybe is it just the fact that Browns have been eliminated? Steelers have something to play for and late money's going toward the team that has something to play for. Could that be a reason for that? Movement yeah. You know Pittsburgh? what? All, all that movement, Josh did come in after the Bengals clinched the AFC North right there. So uh, I mean, I don't know if this is a, an overreaction to the fact that the Browns are no longer going to qualify for the playoffs or not. Uh, it is a football game. It's meaningful to some players on that roster for the Browns. One in particular is Baker Mayfield. I mean, he's playing for a contract <laughs> situation, right? They've, they've already given him the fifth-year option. 
Now, I don't know if he wants out. They could trade him for sure. But um, I, I think he's playing for his future right here, uh, along with a number of players on the Browns roster, too. So uh, that gets interesting to me, uh, maybe an overvalued or overreaction to that movement based on the fact that the Bengals clinched the AFC North. Yeah, I think that's got to be the main factor, Pritch, because, again, no big COVID news here. And then also, you know, injury-wise, it does benefit the Steelers a little bit. They're going to get Pat Fryermuth back, that big uh, uh, tight end, who I'm still mm -hmm. mad he didn't catch that pass in Minnesota, <laughs> Pritch. Remember, they could have won the game. Right. Uh, but anyway, the top two safeties of the Browns are out, uh, both Harrison and Johnson. But still, would Fryermuth in and the two safeties out cause a you know three-point line move toward Pittsburgh? I don't think so. So the timing of this move, the timing of this big money hitting mm -hmm. Pittsburgh, to me, it's got to be sharp say, hey, maybe this Cleveland Browns team, they're dialed in and there's news that, hey, they don't care or they're out of the playoffs and it doesn't matter. Big Ben, last game, to me, that's not the reason. It's this late move. And again, yeah. the Browns being out of it, why I'm going to be on Pittsburgh. Right. Tonight. So in other words, the market interpreting that the Browns are not going to play in this game. They're not going to show up, really. I mean, the, the Steelers, on the other hand, they were plus three and a half, like you mentioned, even with the news of Big Ben uh, in his last game. Uh, there in the stadium at home in Pittsburgh. Tomlin, too, as a home dog. That situation intriguing, but yet the Steelers were still uh, catching three and a half points there. Yeah, so it's kind of got to be this elimination from playoffs, Rich. Keep mm -hmm. going back to it, but that's the only thing that makes sense yeah. in my mind. I would mention, too, real quick, surprisingly, a lot of over money came in today. You saw the line go back toward Pittsburgh, and it also ticked up quite a bit to the total. Open around 41 and a half. I'm seeing like 43 and a half now, Pritch. So this thing is, is moving up as we speak, which is notable because these teams met back in October. It was a 15 to 10 game. The Browns mm -hmm. have cashed quite a few unders recently. This would be a late season divisional under. So again, I don't, I'm not going to play the over. I know a lot of people probably sharper than me who the books respect are on the over tonight, uh, but that's a layoff for me. I'll stick with the three and a half there with, with uh, the Steelers. All right. College football playoff is set. Uh, we got a rematch, Josh Applebaum. We got Alabama and Georgia going back at it, getting back after it. Uh, I'm still on Georgia. I've been on Georgia all year long. I'm not going to waver right now. Uh, the line open minus two and a half. Georgia's up to three here. The total 52 in their rematch against Alabama. I saw Georgia uh, get to another violent level, though. Uh, another level with their violence, I should say, uh, against Michigan. If they can duplicate that, I don't care who's across the field from this football team. Uh, Stetson Bennett stepped up as well in that big game against Michigan. Uh, playmakers stepped up for Georgia. But the violence in the trenches, though, Josh, that stood out big time to me for Georgia. It really did, Pritch, and I'm kicking myself because I never want to be on a trendy dog, and I fell into the Michigan getting seven and a half, playing great, you know, you know, Georgia coming off the SEC championship, lost to Alabama. What happened there? You know, obviously Georgia rolls, covers that number pretty easily. What was intriguing to me, and, and props to you for being on the Georgia train pretty much all year, Pritch, you've been, uh, you know, really bullish on them, and you're only one win away from, you know, getting your national championship here. Mm -hmm. What was notable is that I think we're going to have an epic public, you know, pro versus Joe bet split. And, okay. and really the numbers early bear this thing out. So where are the sharps early on? The sharps seem to like Georgia here, Pritch. They opened as a two and a half point favorite for the national championship game. They immediately got up to minus three. Now that's notable because at BetMGM, where again, we don't have a ton of bets yet, but the early move was toward Georgia. That's meaningful because Georgia's only getting 34% of bets, but almost half the money. Mm -hmm. So that early move was, was really sharp saying, hey, if I can get Georgia, this team that, uh, again, is in a good spot now in the championship game, a rematch, who they lost to with Alabama just you know a couple weeks ago. That two and a half, if we can get it before it gets to three, boom, hit it. So they hit Georgia minus two and a half as soon as the line dropped. So that's where it looks like the sharps will be. 
The public, though, is all over Alabama, Pritch. Yeah. That's what makes this game really interesting. You're getting early on uh, about 66% of bets on Alabama. Now, this is different. You know, Will Alabama be a trendy dog? Yes, trendy just means you're a popular dog that the public is loading up on. You do have a lot of great stats here with Saban as a dog. They did just beat Georgia a few weeks ago. This is really interesting to me, Pritch. I think if you're on Georgia, you're going to wait it out. It may get back down to two and a half. If you're mm-hmm. on Bama, three is probably your best number. But I don't remember a championship game like this where it's so clear that Sharps are on Team A, but the public's on Team B. We'll see who uh, who ends up getting this thing right in the end. Yeah, we'll get uh, further breakdowns of this game as the week progresses, Josh. Uh, but uh, the rematch is intriguing. I mean, Bama and Young, uh, probably the most talented quarterback they've had there uh, a long time since I can remember <laughs> a more talented quarterback. Uh, we'll see if they can complete the job of going wire to wire. Remember, Alabama was the preseason number one, too. Uh, so we'll see if that happens. We'll we'll unearth all that history uh, for this game and certainly get uh, to the X's and O's uh, as the week progresses, like I mentioned. Let's get to your Market Insights, your Market Insights podcast. You can catch each and every day. What you have for us today? Yeah, so uh, obviously we talked a lot of football, Pritch. And by the way, with that Georgia number, remember, they were favored by six in the SEC mm-hmm. championship game. Now it's only three. So you're kind of getting a better number if you're buying low on Georgia at this point. So just wanted to add that. But yeah. uh, Pritch, I'm going to throw a hockey play at you because hockey's heating up, my man. And we got, I want to convince you to, to sweat one of these hockey plays with me. Maybe I'll do it here with the Oilers. I'm on the Oilers tonight, Pritch. Uh, this is a good spot, I think, to back a good line move and a tough spot for the New York Rangers tonight. Uh, a lot of these books actually open the Rangers a short favorite. Mm-hmm. You know, the Oilers were around a, a plus 105, plus 110 dog. You know, the Rangers were around minus 120. A complete flip. And this is the only game on the ice tonight. The Oilers are now a minus 125 favorite. A ton of steam has hit Edmonton. Uh, they're rested. They were off yesterday, whereas the Rangers are on the second leg of a back-to-back. You're also getting the backup goalie uh, for the Rangers here. Shesterkin's not going to play. You're going to get Georgiev. Also, uh, Panarin, the bread man, Pritch, one of the best nicknames in hockey. No bread man tonight, Panarin here. He's uh, he's on the COVID protocols. Uh, and if you also look at, you know, again, buy low, sell high. Uh-huh. Edmonton's lost three straight, trying to get back on track. Uh, Rangers have won three straight. I like it, that the, the fact that you have these Rangers guys out. Edmonton thirsty for a win. Give me the Oilers here around minus 120 on the money line. Who knew there was nicknames like that in hockey? I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Raise your hand if you knew about the bread man. The Panera, what's his last name? Not Panera, but... Yeah. Artemi Panarin, yeah, bread man. I don't know if that dates back to Russia. I think bread is, uh, it, you know, means money. I, I don't really know, but Pritch, one day they'll they'll name me and you the the bread man combo. That's for the bread men, maybe. Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> Anything from the NBA? I mean, Chicago uh, on top out there in the East now. Yeah, one thing in the NBA, Pritch, uh, if you want to buy low on the Detroit under, uh, it's up to 227.5 against Milwaukee. That's a big spread under play for me in the Bucks game. All right, great job, uh, Josh. Enjoy Monday Night Football. Appreciate it, Pritch. Good luck. Good luck to you as well. The Edge coming up next right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.